podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. And to review, to preview even, to preview the game against Everton on Monday night, I've got three guests in the studio. Welcome back to Joe Doherty. It's a pleasure. Always. To Lisa Rabinowitz. Good evening. And to Paul Denby. Thank you very much for that intro. Um, the Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Bet £5, get £20. If you deposit £5, Ladbrooks will add another £20 to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.citypodcast.net. Right, let's kind of get straight on to um, our game against Everton at the Etihad uh, Monday night. Um, reflections, thoughts, Joe? Well, I think I said a couple of days ago that, uh, you know, against Brighton, they're not the sort of team we wanted to play. They're, you know, they hold us back, they defend well. I think Everton on paper could be a team that we could do really well against because their squad is nowhere near as good as ours. But they'll be coming into this season with a lot of confidence. They've signed some good players. They beat us very well last season. And they, I think they could come with a bit of cockiness about them and hopefully if we are on our game we can send them home with their tail in between the legs. But Everton, they've invested. Uh, they've got a, you know, you could argue a world-class keeper. You know, they're, they're taking this very seriously. We've not, we've not kind of seen that intent from Everton for, for a few seasons now. It, it, you know, things have changed. Are they looking to push into that top four or be the, the first of the second division of the Premier League? I mean, there's real intent here, I think, isn't there? I think so. I think they're really driving to break into the top six and I think they've got every chance this season because um, they have invested well. They've spent the money from Lukaku. Uh, on some good players. They've just signed uh, from Swansea today, uh, subject to medical. Uh, if he, and if he's going to play against us, he's a dangerous player. The, the whole of the Everton team is better than it was last season, I, I think. It will be a tough game uh, on Monday night in a few days' time. Um, and to that effect, um, just a question for everybody. It's another Stato question, of mm. course. Between City and Everton, who has won more games in all the games we've played against each other? You don't need to answer it, you can think about it. It's either City or Everton, isn't it? No, it isn't actually, it's, it's a, a draw. draw. <laughs> 68 games all. Oh, it feels so. like they always beat us. Lisa, City-Everton. Well, um, I suppose we'll have to get the inevitable Wayne Rooney goal out of the way. Um, well, but, but he got out the way. Fortunately, he did get that out the way last weekend, didn't no, he? No, I mean, against us. Oh, I see what you mean. You know, right, okay. Another overhead kick, another shinning it or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, uh, assuming they do not just stick 10 men behind the ball, which I'd be really surprised if they did with the team that they have, um, then we should beat them. Um, but, you know, it's it's difficult to tell. I've not seen enough of it. It's too early in the season to really judge what they're going to be like as a team because they have got changes in there. And but um, as Paul's saying, Sigurdsson is a is a good signing and he is a dangerous player. 
I think we're playing them at the right time, if you like, because they've got a lot of new players in. They're going to need to adjust. And I think it could be a bit of a, for a couple of months, a case of struggling to beat the bigger sides. And, you know, like they did on, like a team of Everton's quality should have done Stoke a lot more than 1 0 on the day. But mm. you sort of think maybe come November, December, those sort of 1 0 games will become 3 0 games, for example. And I think now is a good time to play them. If we were playing them in December, for example, you might think they might have sorted themselves out a bit and got it together and it could be one of the hardest games of the season. But I think for now, um, I think we have enough to do them and I think they're a bit they're a team in transition this year. I mean, last week we talked about the, the Brighton game um, and I'm sort of looking at this one and thinking of sort of the lineup. We've got Mendy to come back. Does anybody know, is he, is he potentially going to be fit? Is it just still a bit too early for him? I think he had a thigh injury, didn't he? And didn't play in the friendly yesterday, did no, he? So I, I don't think so. I don't think he's quite ready for it. I, I think early in the week when he played against Girona, Girona, how do we pronounce it? Girona. Girona. Um, he, he, he wasn't there. So Gundogan might be in the squad. I'm not mm. sure if he's quite ready for it. But I don't think Mendy's quite there yet. I think it's another match or two, perhaps after the international break. So in terms of pre-season friendlies, um, we saw Pep really using this three at the back and, and the wing-backs. Uh, certainly in the first game of the season last week against Brighton, we saw that as well. Is he thinking that he's going to set himself up the same? Or, or do you think, I think last week, uh, Paul was talking about this whole issue of actually playing wingers. You can't really play wing-backs and wingers as well. Which, which formation do you think we're going, to be, uh, we're going for? Is it, you're going to leave it to Pep, are you? I think he'll stick with the same formation. Because, I, I mean, I want to see Sané play, but I don't think uh, he doesn't look quite ready yet for whatever reason he had his operation and <laughs> now he can breathe but obviously not fully there so I suspect he may stick with the same formation and also I, without Mendy being fit I think it'll probably be the same 11 to be honest uh, maybe Yaya in may, I was going to say maybe Yaya for Fernandinho mm. uh, but he might even because Everton could cause us a lot more trouble he might even drop if you can imagine it he might even drop one of the De, either De Bruyne or Silva make it a slightly more compact midfield to win the midfield battle against... Because obviously they've got Rooney tracking back into midfield as well mm. now, so I'm not sure. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same eleven. Uh, I'd like to see a bit of a change. I, I would like to see... After one game, you, yeah. you're, bo- no, you're no, bored no, with no. it. I, it's just because I think we should... Because <laughs> it's Everton or you're bored with it? No, not because I'm bored with it, because I think in certain games that is the right formation. I think at home we should be perhaps a little bit more width. We've got a wide pitch. You want your Sane and or your Sterling on the pitch. And I would play, uh, you call it a flat back four, it mm-hmm. isn't. You, you move it around. You play with two central defenders. And I'm, maybe I'm just old-fashioned. And you've got your Danilo and you've got your Walker overlapping. And maybe go to, a, even if, I'll be radical, go to a four-five-one. So you've only got, I'm not saying which one, Aguero or Jesus up front. And you've got your five in midfield with your two defenders. You, know, you only need Fernandinho or Yaya there. You don't need them both. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, Silver and De Bruyne. When I say Silver, I mean David Silver at the moment. I don't think Bernardo Silva's quite ready for it yet. And then you've got the two uh, wingers. And then they've got the overlaps coming. So that'll put real pressure on, on Everton. We're at home. We should be attacking more. We should be able to score, outscore them. They're a decent team. But I'd be very disappointed if we didn't beat them. All right. Thanks, Now Let's take a quick break and we'll be straight back after this. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Let's talk about predictions then for the uh, the Monday night game. Bit of a pain being a Monday, people getting out of work and so on. Much, I just much rather the atmosphere. We're going to talk about the old days and three o'clock kickoffs and Saturday afternoon three o'clock. What happened to that, April? 
Oh, I heard an interview with uh, what's his name from the Premier League the other day about why we can't have three, uh, yeah about three three o'clock kickoffs. He put sort of some good arguments. I can understand with the television, the money that's coming from the television, it is difficult. You've got to change it. What I think they should look at, and this game, to be fair, is reasonable to put on a Monday night because City and Everton not far apart. Everton fans don't have far to travel. Yeah. I think they should always look at that. That when they're having a Monday night game, they shouldn't have a Southampton v Newcastle. That is totally unacceptable. It's like the Chris- City Bournemouth last year. It happens oh. a lot. And the Christmas yeah. fixtures as well. You'd like to think, didn't? Wasn't there a suggestion yeah. at one time that actually they did they did fiddle the the, the Christmas fixtures and made they, them far more locally? Well, there used really... to be in the old days. We used to always play Everton, Liverpool, or Leeds, which is not too difficult a, exactly. a games to go to, yeah. and or Sheffield Wednesday or something like that. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. if you've like got Sheffield United and Boxing Day yeah. as well, so <laughs> they're all right. It's when you've got the long distance travel, it's not acceptable. So let's talk about predictions then, um, Lisa. Um, your thoughts then we've talked about Everton's investment uh, we know they've got sort of they've, they've used the money from Lukaku and uh, they've invested well and uh, did well first game of the season it's two teams on maximum points so it all comes down to Three Monday night points each. exactly 3-1 3-1 City yes alright 4-2 uh, with us 2-0 down at half time <laughs> I'm not kidding. I genuinely. What well, makes not, you say that? I so look forward I to that. I think Everton are going to come out the blocks, really surprise us. And then second half, Pep's going to sit them down and go, "Listen, we're better than this." And then Everton will get ahead of themselves and we'll do them. Joe, use our sponsors and put a bet on that one. Two nil, going two nil down and winning four two. You'll get very good odds on That's that. That's actually a good idea. I'll do. That. I will go two nil City. Have you got a bit of a sort of a side? Ladbrokes are sort of sponsoring you separately here to mention that. I as can well, honestly say no. I'd no. be very surprised if we kept a clean sheet, personally. Yeah. What did, did you give yeah. us a prediction, or did you just go? I, I did. I said two nil. You said two nil. I wasn't. I was just. I think it's going to be much tighter than that. To be honest, I, I, I don't think there's going to be six goals in it. I just don't think. Uh, I, I think it'll be a tight game, but a lot of goals because I don't think Eva's defence is that good. I think and, ours is marginally better than theirs. All right. Um, in terms of uh, other games that are going on. Um, this weekend uh, we've got. Is it uh, Spurs playing Chelsea? That's kind of probably the, the standout fixture, isn't it? Mm. I would have thought. Oh yeah, your favourite. You you like Spurs? Well, you like Spurs and Chelsea. Your favourite versus my favourite. I I mean, it'll be interesting because obviously Chelsea didn't start wonderfully, um, but Spurs are going to have their first home game at Wembley, so I think that will be interesting to see because it's going to be a full house apparently. Um, So, I I would really, I would love it to be a draw. I know it's very early in the season, but that would be fine for us. Are they going to continue to struggle at Wembley? Is that going to go on forever? Is that surely they must get used to? They must know the way now, and they've they've played there a few times. Yeah, they get lost. I don't know. But I mean, am I being too simplistic here? But I think it might take them time. They they clearly last year when they played there in the Champions League games, they play every other every month or give or take. So they, they might not get used to it here. Teams that go to new stadiums, take City to the Etihad, all teams that go to a new stadium when they first set up, not all, the majority do struggle because they've got to adapt. Uh, take West Ham last season. Mm-hmm. They couldn't adapt to their new stadium. I think Tottenham will not have as good a home record this season as they did last. And that is what is going to cost them challenging for the league this season. Good. Totally agree. Excellent. Wonderful. All right. Listen, before we go, a couple of weeks ago, I did say to my guests, I asked them this question because it is only, the, I think, the fourth podcast of the, of the year. Um, I'm going to ask you guys the same question before, before we go. And that's about kind of pep and what success looks like and what good looks like. Um, and I think last week, I, I think I, I remember, I think I asked you about the, sort of your predictions for Champions League and, 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 and League. I'll, I'll get your predictions on, on the Cups in a second. But, but, but before we do that, just in terms of 
what will look good for Pep and what will potentially people will start questioning his ability and, and he's, he's already ever taken on successful sides and he won't do it in the Premier League. What, what's he got to do as a manager to prove himself and people say, yeah, he is the bollocks? I think in the league, it's got to be at minimum challenging. So we've got to be close. We've got to be first or second. And if we're second, we've got to be within two or three points, absolute maximum. In the Champions League, if we are unfortunately drawn against a top team in the second round, and I mean a Real Madrid type, club or one of the other big big names that's unlucky the cups you can if you get a bit of luck and get the right draw we've he's got to be looking to get us to the semi-finals but he's got to, you could argue at least we've got to win something they didn't win anything last year which is not like city we've had managers who have won the premier league in their first season we will all remember that fondly if pep doesn't win some silverware he's going to be under pressure yes you, is that fair yeah I think you'd agree so. with that and and actually i think rightly so Last season, I don't think that would have been fair and I think people were getting a bit over-excited about the fact we didn't win anything. This season, I think he really needs to at least win the FA Cup. Like, as in, the, sta- I mean, the, the, the other cup is not going to be enough to win that. We'll just be kind of, oh, well, never mind, we won that, that's not very exciting. I think, I think agree with Paul, we need to like- be challenging. No, that along with, at the very least, mm. being second mm. in the league. Okay. I think I, I agree what happens in the Champions League. I know I said last week that we'd um, be in the final maybe we will maybe we won't it'll be the look of the draw I also personally and I think most long term City fans probably don't care as much about that as they do about the league Mm. so I know that the owners care more about the Champions League but if you're asking what we think success looks like I think it will be a very good cup run and being very close in the league and winning one of them at least So people start to question Pep if well, there are four things that I'd say have to happen at least, right? We have to get to at least the final of one of the two cups and hopefully win it. We, like Paul said, have to come at least second and within two or three points. Champions League, we have to give a good account of ourselves, whatever that looks like. So if we get Real Madrid, no bottling it out there and losing 3-0 and going, well, they're too good for us. If we go out there and lose and stand up to them, I can take that. And the the fourth thing that isn't so much about positions, we've got to stop this in- inferiority complex against our rivals. Last season, yeah, we beat United, but we mm. need to start beating our rivals. This is getting ridiculous. Like, last two seasons, or two or three seasons, like... You know, we play Arsenal and Spurs and we completely outplay them. We just make stupid mistakes and drop points. We've got to stop that. We've got to play teams. And if we're, if we're outplaying Arsenal like we did at the Emirates last year, we don't let a goal in and go, oh, we take a point. We keep going and just humiliate them if we can. And you feel confident with the investment we've made and with Pep in his second season, you feel confident that we'll see that change this year? I'm hoping so, because I look at the other clubs and with the exception of United, I don't think any of them have strengthened. I suppose you could mention Arsenal have got that good striker in and that, but... With the exception of United, I don't think any of them have strengthened sufficiently that we can't go, that we can't comfortably beat them on our day. All right. Well, listen, remember that we're, we're now broadcasting twice a week, of course. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at City Podcast. And with thanks to our sponsors, Ladbrooks, and to my three guests, to Lisa Rabinowitz, to Joe Doherty, and to Paul Denby. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. 
give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.